Hi, I'm Nancy Lotridge Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. We're financial advisors for New Perspectives Incorporated, an independent fee-only financial management company. And this is Money Notes, 15 minutes of financial tips and conversations about money to help you save more, invest smarter, and live better financially. So plug in your earbuds and get your notepad ready. It's Money Notes. Hi, I'm Nancy Anderson. I'm here with Ryder Taff, and we get questions all the time about what we read and what sites we go to and what we pay attention to. And if you're an investor, you should be a news junkie, paying attention to everything, because pretty much everything has an impact on the investing world, right? That's absolutely right. And understanding how the news affects the markets, understanding how it affects your portfolio, or even just general financial advice that we might give is really important. So there are three main areas that we really look at and focus on. The first is the economy. We call that macroeconomics. So we're looking at what's happening overall in the economy. We look at data to tell us what the investment will be doing. And then we look at specific business activity. That's microeconomics. What's happening in the industry? What's happening in the sector? Who's doing well? Who's the market leader? And finally, just general news, because general news does have an impact on the market. So the old days of picking up a newspaper are kind of gone, right, Ryder? We have to scroll through a lot of websites. (laughs) Yes. So um, I use Twitter a lot simply because it is a source of news. And sometimes that news appears first in my Twitter feed. One good thing about Twitter, I've been using it for quite a long time, is if you start curating the people that you follow and follow people who read different things from you, they will be tweeting, they will be talking about things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. So you get access to a whole wide world of information that's better than just looking at a one or two newspapers. And even newspapers, I don't get them in print anymore. They're on my iPad. And so my Wall Street Journal is on my iPad. And by the time the print publication shows up, it's out of date. (laughs) It's old news. Yeah. So all of that is changing throughout the day. We are constantly looking at all of that information to determine how does that affect portfolios and investments in particular. Well, let's start with economic news. Where do you look? So a lot of economic news comes from government sources. There are various bureaus and administrations within the government that collect data for their own purposes, collect data for their operations, and they publicize that. Uh, For instance, the USDA, it publishes information on crops, and that's very important, one, if you're a farmer and paying attention to that, but also if you're buying commodity farm products uh, or participating in those markets. And different types of data give us some information about where our portfolios will be heading. There is leading economic data, lagging, and concurrent. Leading means it happens before there's a change in the economic cycle. So the stock market is actually a leading indicator. It changes first before we really feel it on Main Street. You would expect the stock market to be going down before a recession happens. Right. And even while a recession is is still going on, uh, as the recovery is seen on the horizons, you might see the stock market start to rise. So that's what we mean when we say it's leading the economy. And typically about six months before we see a recession, we will see the change in the stock market. And then there's 
uh, the lagging indicators. Employment is a lagging indicator. It's the last thing to heal. Also, a lot of things about lagging indicators. A lot of the government data is collected by survey, and some of those surveys simply have lags because it takes a long time to put that information together. And concurrent data, well, that's things like manufacturing index, um, all kinds of other bits of data that happen as the economy is changing. We also try to look at the full report. So many times you just see the headline, and the headline doesn't tell you the whole story. And that's a huge thing that comes up a lot with the unemployment numbers, uh, because there will be the headline unemployment number. And I believe right now that's 4.9%. Pretty low. And so it's very low. It's been lower. I did look. It's been 2.5% in June of 1953. Can you believe that, Nancy? That's amazing. Um but that headline number is one of literally thousands of numbers in that report. Those reports break it down by state, metropolitan area, ages. Um, you can find unemployment numbers by industry. And so there's a ton of information underneath that. And there's also information about, you know, even though you know only 4.9% of, of people who are looking for a job don't have one, you don't know how many other people are there out there. How many people are not looking for a job? Are those people who are getting jobs getting paid? So there are a lot of other numbers that go far beyond the headline. And that's why we like to dig into the reports to really understand how those numbers came to be. And finally, remember that this data is constantly revised. So long past that headline on the news, that data is um, revised to reflect the best information that they now have. And we do pay attention to revisions. Did they revise the employment number up or down from previous months? And that comes up a lot, especially in the GDP number. The GDP is the value of all the goods and services in the economy. So it's, it's literally the biggest, most complex number that we have. And that gets revised several times. Um, but that, again, often gets lost, buried beyond the lead. Okay, so Ryder, where do we find economic data? Oh, I like checking with Fred. Uh, Who's Fred? <laughs> Fred is a is a product of the St. Louis Federal Reserve, I believe. It's just an amazing collection of data. They have a huge amount of economic data points. Uh, they have great ways of looking at them in charts. You can play around with them. When you often when you see these things, uh, a nice chart presented in the news, they have gotten that data from Fred. Uh, they've manipulated it all in Fred. It's a great source if you're, like you said, a news junkie, an economic news junkie, or particularly a student who has a project coming up. Ah, so where can I find Fred? Fred is, I believe, fred.stlouisfed.gov. Well, and you know, there's an app for that, too. Oh, Fred has an app? I didn't even Fred know that. Fred has an app. Um, I love to look at BLS, bls.gov, which is the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, because employment numbers have such a huge impact on the economy and on our portfolios, because two-thirds of our economy is determined by 
consumer spending, what we spend. And that's going to be impacted by our employment situation. People have to work to make money to spend money. Yeah. And that's well, what do. makes the economy. Um, but like we said, these are government sources. They are sources of such a huge amount of this data because they are already dealing with these things. And they generate the data. They collect the data. So they present it to us. And so it's actually fairly trustworthy stuff. Um, lastly, another government source would be the treasury when we're looking at interest rates. We talk about interest rates a lot. Those have huge Very impacts important. on markets. Yeah. Uh, interest rates are the price of money and the benchmark interest rates for essentially everything are U.S. treasuries. And you can see what those are yielding, how much is outstanding. The treasury does a good job of putting all that information out. And one of my favorite uh, Twitter feeds to follow is Liz Ann Saunders with Schwab. She puts out a lot of great economic graphs. Well, let's step down to business activity. We may come back to some of the economic pieces of data. But um, this can be about the industry or about a particular business. What are we looking for? Absolutely. You can have, again, there's a lot of things out there. One thing that I always found very interesting was reports of freight carried by railways. I've always... You always <laughs> loved railroads. I've always liked railroads, uh, but they're an important part of our economy. Goods need to get shipped around. So trucking companies and rail companies are the ones moving the most of that most of those goods. And you can see things like how much coal was produced, how much electricity was produced, how much lumber was shipped. That sort of thing is sort of industry specific, but you see it affects other industries. When people are uh, harvesting more lumber or shipping more lumber, it's because people are building more houses and people need more lumber to build houses. If we're mining more coal, or uranium or burning more coal, it's because we need more electricity to run our factories and to power our lights as well. And every quarter, our public companies release earnings. And so we pay attention to those earnings reports. You can listen to the conference calls, you can get a synopsis, and Seeking Alpha is a great one to follow for that. Seeking Alpha often has transcripts of conference calls because, again, the companies will release the report. They will release some official documents to the SEC. And the SEC has a database called Edgar, where they keep all of the company's financials. And then they'll have a phone call about it. And it, while you might not have the time to or the schedule to listen to the phone call, some of them can be quite interesting. Most of them are probably very boring. There are also transcripts where you can look around and, and see what questions were asked, see what the executives thought was important enough to bring up in that phone call. Another area I really like to watch is changes in the way we live and function. Right now, I'm really fascinated in the changes in the retail industry. And you see these huge differences in the way we do business and the way we live every day. That has an impact on business and on your portfolio. That's absolutely right. When a ton of services moving to the internet. A lot of people are able to provide the same services you might have gone to a local lawyer or a local advisor for. You can now get over the internet. Maybe it's cheaper, maybe it's just a better service, but all of that is just improvements in the economy. If you are getting uh, good goods and services for cheaper, that's a great thing. If you can imagine how life will be in five or 10 years, then you can pick the winners for your portfolio. <laughs> we also pay Good attention luck. to, yeah, to business sentiment, which means how are those CEOs feeling about 
uh, mm -hmm. business in general? Are they investing? Are they expecting higher sales? We look at inventory levels. We follow commodity prices. Certainly oil is a huge commodity we pay attention to. And Ryder, you are a huge fan of FinViz. So websites like FinViz, Financial Visual Visualizations, and YCharts are very good for company-specific information. What they have is they have a chart of the recent stock price, but they also have a lot of details of fundamental ratios about the company. Uh, they show how much cash is in the company, how much cash per share, what their earnings were, what their expected earnings growth are, all sorts of information, as well as they compile information about the company, what the company does, where the company's been in the news lately. And financial visualizations, FinViz, YCharts, or even there's a classic Yahoo Finance has been great for for a long time. And if you need information on pooled funds, mutual funds, and exchange-traded funds, Morningstar.com is a great resource. And finally, general news. Because as we mentioned earlier, a natural disaster certainly affects our portfolios. Um, politics affects our portfolios, our investments. So we pay attention to those. We watch Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, any kind of major news outlets, and we watch for big events. Absolutely. All of those help. But you just want to pay attention to a lot of news. Because when it comes to being an investor, you need to be a news junkie. Pay attention to the overall economy, the particular business and industry, and then just what's happening in the world. That's how you make money. I'm Nancy Lotridge-Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. And this was Money Notes. Find us at newper.com. N-E-W-P as in Paul, E-R.com. Call us at 888-831-3158. And join us next time for Money Notes. New Perspectives, Inc. is a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In no event shall anything said here be interpreted or construed as a solicitation to affect securities transactions or provide personal investment advice. A copy of New Perspective, Inc.'s written disclosure statement is available upon request. For more Money Notes, listen to the full episode at www.newper.com.